Hey everybody, Ryan and Laura here for the new season of Rebel Parenting. Today we're gonna talk about the importance of investing in your marriage and why it matters. Stick around. This is Sue from California. And the thing I love about being married is that I have someone to be by my side through the good times, to laugh with me, through the bad times, to cry with me, and just to be there no matter what we're going through. Hey Rebels, Ryan and Laura here. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. We were talking recently. Actually, here's what happened. We spent two weekends in a row working on our house. I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm super particular. Um, Some might say picky. And when we start a project, I know what I want before the project starts uh, because I've already thought about it for months and months and months. And so when we start this thing, I'll go, Laura, hey, let's do something in the front yard. And she goes, okay. Now I've been thinking about it for months and months and months. (laughs) I mentioned it to her for the first time. Mm -hmm. That tends to cause fighting. Usually. Sometimes. Not all the times. Yeah. yeah. But most of the time. (laughs) And we did a couple of weekends in a row where we did the whole front yard. We did mulch. We had to go to places and buy stuff. We had to plan. I mean, measure every detail. And I'm like, gee, I'm trying not to bring my shoulders up and be like, um, because it drives me crazy. And a couple weekends after this, I noticed we had gotten along really, really well and we both knew it, but we didn't want to say anything. It's like, don't jinx it. We're getting along real good. What's going on? You know, kind of thing. And I don't know. I think you brought it up. Yeah, I did. Because I was thinking about it and like, shut up. Don't say anything. It's going to ruin it. You know, those things. And, Laura's and I was so excited about it and just wanted to highlight it. So there's two come froms. <laughs> For sure. And Laura's like, hey, we're, we're getting along really well. And I was like, we are. We really are. And here's my problem. There wasn't an incident that changed us. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like... We didn't come back from just a retreat and had a huge transformational hilltop experience that wasn't present. In fact, quite the opposite. We went through 2020 together, Mm -hmm. which that's what I say. Um, And listen, we've done the shows. You can go back and and listen to the one, What Do You Do When Your Spouse Is Depressed? Because I struggle with depression. And in 2020, I I got laid off from my primary job. I got super depressed. I gained four... Gain some weight. 40 yeah. plus pounds. I went to the heaviest I've ever been. Um, all those things. And you had a medication change in all of this. Your dad passed away. We had a lot of loss in 2020. A lot of loss. I think between, I, the, between the two of us, I think it's around seven people that we're really close to that we all lost. Yeah. yeah. And so we've been walking in grief and through grief together. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But to get back to there wasn't like some thing. Yeah. And you know, me, I'm trying to always dissect like, how do we get here? How do we arrive at this place? Um, there's a great book. I'm totally going to forget. I'm looking at it. Um, but it's on asking your kids, like if they succeed or fail, the great question to ask is how did you do that? How did you get that? A amazing. You got such a good grade. Oh my goodness. How'd you do that? Or, you got a bad grade. Okay. So how do you think that happened? You know, what, what do you think took place? And so we were asking ourselves that, and here's what we came down to truthfully, 100%. 
It's the investment in our marriage over the long term. Yeah. Uh, in a month, we will celebrate 16 years together. Um, Yay. I know. Craziness. 16 years. Uh, I come from, uh, I've been divorced before. So my track record's not great. And I come from a divorced family. Sure. So our track records weren't too high on the. Yeah. Um, and we were talking with our separate therapists and we were going over all these things and it's the investment. Hmm. Uh, it was first and foremost, trusting the Lord and continually, constantly, consistently, regularly. <laughs> can I use more of those types of words? Just telling the Lord, Hey, I I'm not doing well, or I'm unhappy, or I need some help or anything you can mm. do about this situation we've got going on. First and foremost, every single time, if you listen to Rebel Parent, you've got to understand Jesus is first over, 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 over everything else. Yeah. And the best place that I was told by Jen Scroggins, I'm giving you a shout out. Best place to start to fight for your marriage is on your knees in prayer. 100%. 100%. That's where you begin. Yep. And if you're going to seek a third party, which is something we totally recommend, it's one of the primary places we have invested into our marriage. And we keep saying invested in our marriage. We did this study a few years back, and it was just between the two of us. Every time we spoke someplace, we would ask the audience, how many of you have invested more than $10,000 in your marriage since you got married? Counseling, therapy, since, since your wedding, <laughs> seminars, books. Can't count your wedding day. Your wedding day doesn't, doesn't count. Your premarital doesn't count. It is post-wedding. What have you done to invest in your marriage? Have you read a book together? Have you gone to a seminar together? Have you gone on couples retreats or vacations together? Do you go to therapy together? Do you go to a therapist yourself? Those types of investments, monetary layout, investing solely in your marriage or yourself. In uh, a third party, who you want as a third party is the person that's looking to help your marriage succeed. Uh, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Someone that has your core values beliefs and faith and who's fighting with you for your marriage. And the other thing we say when you're looking for a third party, make sure they have someone they're being counseled by. Mm, yeah. So yeah. even if it is a lay counselor, make sure that person is talking to someone else. Definitely. It, it just helps the process. We've found over the last 15 years, yeah. your counselor should have a counselor and da, 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 that's just how it goes. 100% because they're hearing horrible things all day, every day. That's their job. Their job is to hear the worst in your life and help you get better. And while there are successes, like in our case, uh, you know, hearing hard things all the time is difficult. And so that's why we feel it's important for therapists to also see another therapist. Uh, and man, you just keep me on this. Thank you so much. Asking him ahead of time, do you specialize in what we're dealing with? Right. Oh, or yeah. what I'm dealing with, be, right? Be clear about what it is you want. Definitely. Definitely. And a good therapist will say, 100%, I am definitely down with that. Or they'll say, you know what? That really isn't my specialty. Uh, let's help you find someone that is in that specialty. Yeah. Uh, that is a huge, huge thing. Uh, I was speaking... Uh, down at a college a few months back and I was talking about the importance of therapy and Lauren I came up with five questions to ask a therapist uh, on your first meeting and uh, one of them was do you specialize in our issue mm -hmm. 
do you see a therapist? Um, I'm not going to go to my computer and look at all of them. Yeah, I know. They can check it out in the resource page. Can we? Oh, yeah. Put it in the resource link. Rebelparenting.org on the resource page is five questions to ask a therapist and all of our therapy resources. So that's in our resource page. Uh, And we definitely recommend getting into therapy, uh, personal and couples, because there are things that I deal with. Here, I'm I'm just going to go with uh, two. I'm adopted and I'm divorced. Those two combined... My primary voice, I hear rejection and abandonment louder than anything else. Mm -hmm. I assume Laura is about to leave me and abandon me and reject me all the time. And we're 16 years in, like almost, well, 16 years together, but 16 years of marriage in. It's certainly not as loud as it was day one. And Mm -hmm. there are times when I'll go to Laura and I'll go, I'm hearing this. And she'll say, I'm definitely not saying that. And I go, I totally know. I know you're not saying that. I'm still hearing it. And so we're learning to communicate. That's, I mean, my goodness. If you have a bad sex life, you have a bad communication life. Communication is the number one, number one skill for any relationship, especially marriage. Being able to say, good, and here's the deal. I'm just going to be 100% with this. 16 years in, we've been seeing therapists together now for more than 16 years. Well, yes. Because I took you to see Betty. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Laura and I got engaged after three weeks of meeting on a blind date. If you haven't heard that story, go back, listen to all the stories we will tell. Um, We met on a blind date, and I asked her to marry me three weeks later, and she said, Yes! (laughs) It was probably exactly like that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, probably. Excuse me. Um, Hmm. And... Very shortly after that, I invited Laura to meet my therapist. And she's like, you want, to go to, you want me to go to your counselor with you? And I was like, yes, I do. Because here's what I also know. I miss things. I miss red flags. I don't see warning signs because I'm a human being. And I allow my therapist to speak into my life and to suggest things I disagree with because I'm trusting their wisdom over mine. And that's a really hard thing to do sometimes. To be humble. Hmm. You know, to have that humility to say, maybe I am wrong. Maybe I do need to change. Maybe it's me, not you. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, wow, I am on the right track and I am in a healthy spot and we need to make some renegotiations in, in our marriage. Yeah. So I think it comes off for both sides, learning learning to obey and learning to listen and mm-hmm. learning to check in with your spouse of, hey, where are we headed? What's our vision for our marriage? 100%. And I think that's what therapy has allowed us to do and it's given us space to be our own people. Yeah. I will tell you this too, in a, in a moment of brutal honesty, because that's me. Like, here's what you don't know if you haven't known me for a long time. I'm really, really truthful, mm. which sounds like a good quality. Uh, and I'm not mean, but I am very, very honest. Um, and I'm not, I, I don't, I don't believe in that tough love. Uh, I don't believe in the excuse of tough love for you to be a jerk. I, I believe in the concept of tough love. My dad's got a great book called Love Must Be Tough. And the whole thing of I'm being rude and mean and I'm calling it tough love. I don't believe in that. Uh, I don't, I definitely don't believe in that. And I don't think that is 
tough love. No. I don't think that's love at all. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I will say in a moment of total honesty, I asked Laura and we came up with, without therapy and counseling, without that investment in our marriage, we wouldn't be married today. Yeah. There's no chance. Mm -mm. There's just no chance. With And because over time, it allows us to trust each other more and it allows us to trust the Lord more. Yep. Our therapists believe what we believe. They point us towards the Lord. Every and so time. in those moments of doubt when Laura was going through cancer and I, you know, we're in our garage now, it's converted to a studio, but I remember standing right behind the camera, mm -hmm. right behind the camera, bawling my eyes out, just saying to the Lord, I know you're here. <laughs> I know you, but I said a whole lot of things I'm not going to say here. I know you're here. I don't feel you. I don't feel you. You are not answering my prayers in the way I want. And I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep trusting you. Mm -hmm. And because of that, today we get along. Uh, Most days. Yeah. Most days. <laughs> it's, we, yeah. Yeah, and well, it, mm. you know, it's the, I got to tell you, you know, you get married. I can remember getting married. We're on the beach in Southern California and it was so beautiful and Laura looked amazing and my 90 plus year old grandma yelled out in the middle of service, Ryan's not wearing shoes, you know, and uh, it was so great. I did not know within one year we'd lose Laura's mom. I didn't know within five we'd lose multiple babies. Mm. Uh, there were so many things I was unprepared for because you don't think about those things. Mm -hmm. You think about all the good things that are going to happen. Oh, we're going to have kids. It's going to be great. We didn't know we'd struggle with infertility. Well, it wasn't infertility. It was just keeping babies. We didn't know we'd struggle with miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And having somebody there when you're at your worst and lowest. To champion you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will tell you, we came up with a number and it is astronomical how much we have invested in our marriage from day one till today. It is astronomical. It's worth a hundred times. <laughs> Every penny. It, I'm telling you, and, and I don't do this to be self-depreciating. Did I say that right? I, I think so. Know. But I was not a good parent in the beginning. I really was a bad parent. I was a fear-based parent. I was ashamed of the bad job I knew I would do. I was ashamed of being a failure because I thought I was a failure. The negative voices were so loud and I was taking it out on Lincoln over and over and over and he has such a beautiful soul. And I needed a breakdown. I needed a breakdown in order to break through and listen to a therapist and hear the Lord and soften my heart and reach out to my kids and apologize and say when I was wrong and go again and go again and go again mm -hmm. over and over to the point where I don't care. I'm a brag. I got such a good relationship with my kids. <laughs> I was such, by the way, I'm just going to let you nod your head along. I was such a horrible parent. I was so scared and it came out as anger and the kids didn't like me and Laura didn't like me. And now to spend so much time with them in closeness <laughs> and having this intimate, deep, nuanced relationship and to look back at the idiot I was, and I was an idiot. Mm. I mean, I was so ignorant and full of fear and the Lord was not 
I didn't see how much he loves me. I didn't see myself through his eyes. Mm. And that's key. Uh, to have the kids today and my marriage, by the way, after going through a divorce, anybody that's divorced, you you totally know what I'm talking about. When you go through just that, just that, for so long, and then you get into a marriage and there's that thing in the back of your head like, oh my gosh, is it going to go south again? What happens if I blow it again? What happens if, if it's, you know, bad? And, and I don't think I can go through that again. And now we've got kids and I don't think they can go through that, all those things. And then to be like, oh my goodness. Hey, I like you. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> it's fun to be together. Who knew? I mean, who knew? Who stinking knew? You know who did? The Lord knew. The Lord knew. He saw Adam alone in the garden and said, Oh my goodness, there's nobody for this guy. And he created Eve to be the perfect partner. Now, we're going to keep this program short today. We believe in egalitarian marriages. When the Lord created Adam and Eve before the fall, before sin entered the world, it says, the two shall leave their father and mother and cleave to each other and they shall become one flesh. The two shall become one. It doesn't say there should be, the two shall become president and vice president, superhero and the sidekick, big guy and the little buddy. It doesn't say that. None of it. It says the two shall become one. The two shall become one. The fall, sin, made the struggle between men and women that women would want to rule men. Here's what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, and men would want to rule women. It says you're supposed to be equal. But because you sin, you're going to fight over authority in that relationship. And what we're saying is the more you can rely on the Lord, the more you can pour into the Holy Scriptures and put Jesus first in your life, then he will be your authority. And you're not fighting with each other. You're fighting the problems. We got problems. And together, mm -hmm. we're going to go kick their rears. Mm -hmm. I didn't curse. Good job. That's what it is. It's yes. the investment. I'm telling you, it is 100% worth it. So stick around. Keep listening. We want you to hear our shows coming up. We have mm -hmm. great stuff coming up. Yeah. And got some great Man. guests. Got some great advice. Some great help. It's going to be a shorter program. It's going to be more to the point, more succinct. I will do live streaming where I talk about the family and all the things that are going on. But as far as the podcast goes, we're going to stick to marriage and parenting, what's happening in our country, to give you the best cost-free advice we possibly can. Please support our sponsors, my pillow, all the other ones that are listed in there. We appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you, guys. God bless. We'll see you next week.